hands up. Uh, uh, uh. Put your hands. That's right. I know. I know. What's up, you guys? What's up? What's up? Oh yeah, I know you miss me. I know you miss me. I know you miss me. What? 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 Alright guys, what's going on? Welcome to Here We Go. That's right, an InSync podcast hosted by the worst host ever. Yours truly. Comedian. Ooh, coming in hot. Peter Sirs. Oh man, you guys, I I'm gonna apologize now. Like I I feel like I've been doing for the last few weeks. Um I didn't I, I it wasn't my intention to take a hiatus of this long, but um, I'm going to give you guys an exclusive right now. I'm sorry. I know this. you guys tune in for the NSYNC stuff, but, you know, we've done, you know, 50 plus episodes of this now, so if you guys have been listening from the beginning, I feel like you guys have a pretty good sense of who I am as a person, and maybe you're invested in my life a little bit, so uh, I just got to tell you that my plan was uh, to go to get up to starting to do video for this podcast and such because I was moving um, and I wanted to get my studio set up and everything. However, um, since our last visit, (laughs) uh, which has been almost two months now, Jesus Christ, I'm sorry, um, things have changed quite a bit in my life. And uh, I'm actually, I am moving still, but I'm going to be moving to Austin, Texas. Um, Yeah, I know, it's crazy. And now, so my move date has been pushed back a little bit. I was supposed to be in my new place here very soon. um, But because I'm now moving to Austin, I probably won't be in my new place until the middle or the end of August, um, possibly early September, so it's going to be a couple months until I have my video set up in my new place, Um, so I said I can't wait two more months to do the podcast, so we'll just get it started right now, and then in a couple months you guys will get to see video, if you want to see video, like, I mean, some people watch podcast videos, I don't understand um, but yeah, so that's a little update on my personal life, and that's also an exclusive update because I have not made an announcement on social media yet, so because you guys are loyal listeners to the Here We Go podcast, and many of you follow me on social, um, you guys have an exclusive that nobody else on my social feed has. I've actually been dropping some clues here and there over the last, I don't know, month or so. Um, Because I was just in Austin at the beginning of June, and that's when I made the decision. I've been wrestling with it, but whatever. So the good news is I know where I'm going to be spending the next few months of my life um, or the next year of my life. And I'm very excited about the the new change. I'm I'm moving there because of comedy. Um, Austin is becoming the capital of comedy, basically, and... 
just the energy there is so awesome the live music uh the comedy fans that are flocking there in droves like it's a it feels like an artist colony like it feels like i'm going there to be a part of something bigger than me um but also put my own stamp on that movement and it's very exciting for me and as an artist you know who loves to create you know for one stand up but also just content you know a lot of you guys like i said follow me on social you see me you know posting my karaoke videos from the car because i spend a lot of time in my car uh you see me posting the occasional dance video um haven't been posting a lot of skits it's actually been quite a while but you know you'll see probably more of that more podcast clips which you guys see some of them from my other podcasts but anyway um that's what's going on so that's why i took a little bit of time off because um like i said i was going i had plans of starting the new season in the new studio but it's going to be pushed back a little bit so we'll just start the new season now um some updates obviously you guys know um there's a there's you know there's been quite a few things that have been going on lately um i was in uh, i was in dallas a couple months ago um right before this last episode that i did and i was gonna try to go to the pop 2000 tour because it happened to be in dallas when i was there um but then fucking things changed <laughs> as they always do and uh, i ended up booking a couple shows so i couldn't get over there um so you know i it was kind of a bummer you know i always seem to miss it when it comes anywhere near or whatever so hopefully i'll get it on the second time around but there is going to be a pop 2000 cruise and uh that's something that uh, well it's not like a cruise but they're going to be in mexico i thought they were like it was a cruise but maybe they're just in mexico um not quite sure how it works i know i looked into it but um yeah it's it's oh it's a you're in mexico for five days which could be pretty sweet it's the same guys that have been on the tour you know uh chris is hosting o-town ryan cabrera lfo um and then david cook billy gilman um and then also there's a comedian marcus monroe who i've actually um kind of gone back and forth with him about being on this very podcast and i need to reach back out to him he's out in new york but I know he's uh, friends with a few of the guys in the band, and he's always wearing boy band shirts on stage and stuff, so it'd be cool to get him on the podcast very soon. I will reach out to him uh, when I conclude this episode, but um, yeah, you know, I, uh, like I said, I'm very excited about this new opportunity for myself, but I'm thinking about going to this cruise. We'll kind of, it'll be interesting, It'll depending on w- when I move and stuff, and you know, obviously, finances come into play, but I'm kind of looking at that like a, a, a cool thing that I might want to do, and then maybe do some podcasts there. Maybe I can, you know, work my magic and get some of those other guys on the podcast, even though it's an in sync podcast. Obviously, I want Chris on the podcast, but you know, maybe we'll try to do a little, you know, my version of Frosted Tips while I'm there, or maybe talk to some of the fans. I'm sure some of you guys are going to be on you know at this resort um so maybe that'll be a fun thing that we can do but i don't know because i have like i said i have a lot going on over the next couple months but so that's one thing 
that's been going on. Um, I'm actually very excited. I don't know if you guys know this, but Vice, um, the network, I guess they're a network, right? They they have produced, uh, there's, a sh there's a series called Dark Side of the Ring, which is about wrestling. And a lot of you guys that follow me on social know that I like boy bands. I like NSYNC, but I also am a big wrestling fan. Um, so Dark Side of the Ring is a very interesting show because there's a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff about wrestling that a lot of general population people don't know. A lot of guys, especially like in the in the in the in the 80s and 90s, had you know drug problems and you know drug addictions and pain pill addictions, and they were on steroids. And a lot of the guys that like I looked up to that were some of my favorite wrestlers in you know the 80s and 90s have you know died a heart attack or some of them have killed themselves overdosing like it's it's very sad so uh vice did a whole series i think they're on season three now they're about to come out with um but they're also doing a dark side of a bunch of other stuff and they're doing a dark side of the 2000s and there's going to be a special episode about trl so i'm kind of curious to see <laughs> what the dark side of trl is like hopefully um it involves carson daly banging a bunch of uh pop stars like Christina Aguilera and I don't, I don't know dude but I know Chris is making an appearance on it so um that'll be excited I hate when my phone does this um also fun news I'm sure you guys know as always you guys find out a lot of the stuff before I do but uh there is a uh, a new boy band that has formed um kind of they did it for an insurance commercial um, and it's uh, Joey, our own Joey Fatone, Nick Lachey of 98 Degrees, obviously, Joey McIntyre from the original boy band, kind of, um, and we're going to get into that in a second, um, Joey McIntyre, and then from the, the, the original uh, R&B band that I was kind of, I mean, not original, there's way more R, but like Boys to Men, so Boys to Men in the early 90s was i mean there was they were kind of as new kids were on the outs you know people kind of didn't want to listen to pop music anymore it wasn't cool then boys to men came on the scene and we we're like oh shit like you know while you know i talk about you know guys and people making fun of me for being a boy band and pop music fan and in sync fan and all that stuff um which was very much the case when i was you know, listening to New Kids on the Block in the 80s and early 90s. When Boys to Men came around in the early 90s, there wasn't much, there wasn't much fight. Like, everyone could kind of get behind the fact that these guys you know, were making dope music. Like, there really wasn't a group putting out better, better hits than Boys to Men. Like, Jodeci kind of came along, um, but Boys to Men had way more bangers than Jodeci. And Jodeci, they danced kind of but boys to men kind of had you know they were they were a boy band but you know because they're 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 black you know they were more classified as an r&b band which is fine but now there's a boy band with all of them kind of um and uh, they released a song which uh, i'm gonna play for you guys really quick like um it's not bad i'll be honest no matter what goes wrong hold on sorry um <laughs> the song uh, is called Make It Right and it's not bad 
So it's, they're pushing insurance, which is... The song's not bad, though. I mean, I'll be honest. Sing it, Joey. Sing it, Joey. Joey can I'm still cut it. I'm the dedicated one. Um, okay, cool. You guys get it. That was fun. Um, you know, I've been... I've been a little... Not... I don't know if skeptical is the word to use, but you know, I, I've listened to a lot of uh, of the Frosted Tips podcast with Lance, as I'm sure you guys do, because he's been cranking out you know episodes like they're going out of style while I've been taking breaks and whatnot. Uh, Lance probably has, I mean, he probably doesn't have more time, but he definitely has more uh, people helping him out with anything. Anyway, point being is, uh, you know, a topic that comes up a lot on the podcast, you know, because he's interviewing everybody from all the boy bands and whatnot, is kind of how, like, the media um, kind of put the fandoms against each other, where whether it's, you know, Debbie Gibson versus Tiffany or, you know, Boys to Men. Or, oh, I, I mean, I don't know why I said Boys to Men. Um, Backstreet versus NSYNC and 98 Degrees and whatever and you know you kind of felt like you had to be part of one faction and you know like you know I've admitted on this podcast like I I liked Backstreet Boys um I I was you know 98 Degrees had some bangers same as O-Town had you know I mean All or Nothing was one of the biggest songs um you know, and then you have, you know, your uh, Soul Decisions and your BB Max and, you know, all these, like, that was just a great era of music. And you were allowed to to like all of them, but it did kind of feel like you had to be part of one team, you know, Team NSYNC, Team Backstreet. And now, you know, fast forward, you know, 20 plus years later, you know, they're all getting along and they're friends and they're collaborating together, which, like I said, at first... I was a little kind of not iffy, but just like I'm like man, like I did. I just felt like you know the guys from NSYNC didn't need to do that because um, I want uh, before they do that, I want them to get back together and do something for us. And you know, Lance has talked about it, and it's come up a bunch of times again on the podcast. And we know that it's not Justin who's holding up the reunion; it's JC. Um, for whatever reason, it doesn't, other than the fact that he's very private, it doesn't seem, it doesn't really seem to be a reason other than he just likes his privacy and just maybe doesn't want to go through it. However, and guys, forgive me while I say this, and I, I, and I, I mean this wholeheartedly, um, this is kind of my segue into this and then we'll get into the nuts and bolts of the episode, but... Um, I, as some of you guys know, um, we, uh, I went to the New Kids on the Block concert, um, 
the other day, and you know, obviously, before there was in sync, there was new kids on the block, and I was, you know, a nine-year-old, ten-year-old, eleven-year-old, twelve-year-old, thirteen-year-old, and then they kind of stopped, you know. Um, that was very much into it to new kids on the block. I had posters on the wall, which probably not a lot of straight males did back then. <laughs> if you're out there, send me a shout out on Twitter at PeterSers1 or on Instagram. Let me know if you were a straight male who had new kids on the block posters. I had t-shirts, I had shoelaces and, and I got crucified, man. Like, Guys, I, I, I grew up in the hood, okay? I grew up in the hood. If you don't know what the hood is, fucking watch a movie. But I grew up in the barrio, which is the Mexican hood. So I grew up around a lot of cholos and taggers. And, you know, it wasn't necessarily cool for a straight boy to be into that kind of music. You know, everyone wanted to be listening to rap and then, you know... That was the hair band, Guns N' Roses and Poison and all that era, you know, and then obviously, you know, fast forward just a little bit and then you started getting, you know, the grunge, which is a little bit later, but, you know, that was kind of the end of pop music in that era, you know, and I got made fun of like a lot and even bullied uh, and we didn't call it bullying then, we just called it getting made fun of, but I was very much into New Kids on the Block, dude. Like, I could, I was a little bit younger than Joey, but my voice was just as high as his. Um, I want to say Joey is 50, if I'm not mistaken. Um, How old is Joey McIntyre? Joey McIntyre is 50 years old. That's what I thought. So he's six years older than me. So, you know, when they came, when they released, please don't go girl I was in fourth grade I want to say that's about right 88 ish um so he probably recorded a couple years sooner and whatever but anyway my point being I was a new kids guy before I was an insane guy and you know I've gone to see them a couple times since they've had a reunion and whatnot and a fun fact I'll get into the insane stuff in a second because this is relevant to where I'm going with this, but, um, I, I've been to a couple of the concerts, and, you know, it's fun, it's nostalgic, it's, you know, like, they've, they've, I've been to the mixtape tour, the one that I went to was NSYNC, I'm sorry, NSYNC, God, uh, New Kids on the Block, TLC, obviously, minus L, <laughs> which was another whole thing altogether that maybe I'll talk about one day. Um, It was Nelly. So Nelly, TLC, and New Kids on the Block. And that was fun. You know, it was in in Anaheim where the Ducks play. You know, had the best time. Like I said, all about the nostalgia. That was 2015, I think, when I went to that one. And they came back on another mixtape tour, I think, with Tiffany. And I don't know, but I was on tour or something. Um... So they were here in Southern California last week and I kind of wanted to go, but tickets were very expensive. (laughs) And I told you guys, I think, or maybe I talked about another podcast, but um, Taylor Swift is coming to town in a few weeks and I was looking at tickets because I I don't know. I'm just kind of curious. I like Taylor. I'm not like a Swifty per se, 
But I went to go see her in concert, and then I looked at the prices, and I was like, there's no fucking way I'm spending $1,300 on one ticket to go see Taylor Swift. My rule is that I will... I think I talked about it when I did the podcast with Kiana. My rule is that I would never pay more for a concert ticket than I paid for Justin tickets. And the most I paid for Justin tickets turned out to be a total of $800 for two tickets. So I will never be able to spend more than that. So when I saw that New Kids was coming, I was looking at the prices and even like the cheapest ticket was like 200 and something dollars for like a cheap seat. And I was like, I mean, I've seen them. I don't need to see them. I'm not, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not a huge fan of like their new music. You know, it's just, it's not, it's not my, it's not my, it's not, I don't love their new music, dude. I'm sorry. And I don't love the Backstreet Boys new music. I'm sorry, <laughs> you know, like, it's just, it is what it is, man, so, anyway, I went to, I, I, my, a friend of mine ended up getting tickets at a, a, and she invited me, and I was like, yeah, dude, of course, like, I'll go, dude, you know, um, so we went to see new kids, and, you know, they're all, you know, Joey's the youngest, he's 50, the rest of them, you know, Jordan's like 54, Donnie's 55, like, they're all in their mid-50s, and it just wasn't the best show I've seen. That's it. Like, I'm not, I, I, it, it was fun, you know, like, there's confetti, and it's, it's another, it's a trip down memory lane, you know, but at the same time, it's just like, why are we still doing this? Like, I'm and I'm I'm not trying to be negative, but my I know they're doing it for their fans and they have a very close relationship with their fans, and I can appreciate that. Like I can because I've heard, you know, Donnie talk about it on Lance's podcast. I've heard Joey talk about it. Like, you know, some of these people, you know, they're my age, they're older, you know, they have kids, they don't get to go out very much, and all this stuff, and so to go see their their childhood favorite band you know and be up close with them which they were very up close it was a very small theater you know and they did a whole thing where like they all kind of came into the audience and took selfies with like pretty much anyone who wanted to take a selfie with them it was quite the scene and and I can appreciate that as a gift to the fans and you know and Lance talks about it all the time you know when he's talking about an in sync reunion like giving it back to the fans we owe the fans something because we broke up you know, without, we didn't say it to say goodbye to the fans, you know, and that's what I feel, you know, but I also, you know, I've talked about, you know, as we go through the music of NSYNC, the evolution of their songs and everything and how they were evolving and how they probably would have continued to evolve and continue to put out good music. I mean, it's all speculation, obviously, but if there's going to be a reunion, I need it to be soon because, like I said, <laughs> going to see new kids on the block in their 50s and mid-50s is not the same as seeing them, you know, in 1990 and 1991 when they were all, you know, heartthrobs. And I get it, dude. I, I you know, we age, you know, I, I, it, it is what it is, but. I just don't know if I want to see NSYNC 
not be able to deliver a performance like you know like we remember like go back and look at no strings attached or the pop odyssey tour like i mean the choreography and every i mean you know they had wade fucking robson you know and darren's dance grooves fucking choreographing like you know like the shit was dope dude and obviously you know as you get older you know you can't move the same and your voice changes and it's just you know i don't want it to be a concert that's just a trip down memory lane like i want it to be a spectacle like it was you know they were doing fucking they were performing at the rose bowl dude in the pop odyssey tour like that's ninety thousand people okay i don't want to see them in a small theater in front of like i just i like i said i'm, I'm sorry but I probably won't to won't go to a new kids show after this. I, I love them, you know. I, I'm I'm an OG blockhead, but I, I just think like I don't. I just think we don't need to see it anymore. And I I'm I, I fear that if we continue to wait, you know, for an NSYNC reunion, you know, it might be that maybe the guys, you know all fucking get super jacked and shredded and get back together and whatever but like uh, I'm just I'm just scared you know I want to I want to remember you know the guys how they were and I don't know I don't know if I want a reunion tour if it's kind of what I saw when I saw new kids a few days ago I'm sorry okay I'm sorry I'm gonna get crucified for this and that's okay <laughs> Um, but that being said, um, this new chapter of, uh, the here we go podcast. So I've hinted at it. I know I talked to the girls, um, from, uh, mission and sync about this. So obviously, you know, there's, there's a few songs in the NSYNC catalog that I didn't cover and, you know, maybe we'll visit them, you know, we still have a few songs on the Christmas album and whatnot, um, you know, but when I started this podcast, it was, the goal was to go over, you know, each album, you know, break down the lyrics, and I had never intended on the lyrics um, kind of being a trip for me through all of my love lives and whatnot, Um and then, you know, about halfway through, as I realized I would eventually run out of NSYNC songs, um, I thought, you know what? Justin Timberlake, we all know him. He's a member of NSYNC. And just because NSYNC stopped making music doesn't mean that we don't have any more in sync music to to me you know we talked about it i did a poll on instagram i don't remember when i did but for me you know justin and making new music and then you know obviously jc coming out with his album and you know i know chris has come out with some music and you know now lance is doing music for his little kids cartoon <laughs> and stuff and it's like um those are extensions of in sync you know, like when the Jonas Brothers broke up, you know, they kind of went off and did their thing. But there are still parts of the Jonas Brothers in those songs. And there's still parts of NSYNC in these songs. So I thought, well, guess what? The NSYNC catalog is done. 
for the most part, but we have a whole other catalog in covering Justin's songs and JC's songs and such. So I am going to do the same thing with Justin's songs like I did with NSYNC songs. And then we'll go in chronological order, just like I did with the NSYNC catalog. So we'll move from we'll move from Justin's Justified to JC's Schizophrenic, and then we'll hit up Future Sex Love Sounds, um, and just kind of move on through the Justin catalog. So we've got a lot more music, and then maybe if I'm lucky, well, I do have a copy of uh, the story of Kate, but. I think because JC never released it and whatnot, we may not get into it. I don't know. We'll see. I'll see what you guys think. I, I want to respect JC. You know, obviously, there's a reason why he and his team pulled all of all of the the versions that got released on YouTube out there. But I was lucky enough to get one sent by one of the listeners. Um, oh God, I gotta remember what her name was. I'm gonna go back. Hold on. Annika Waters, if you're listening, thank you so much for sending me um, a copy of Diary of Kate. Is it Story of Kate or Diary of Kate? Story of Kate, right? Now you guys are going to fucking crucify me again. Yeah, story of Kate. So anyway, um, the jury is out on whether we'll drop that or not. But we are going to go over the Justin catalog because it's he's a part of NSYNC. You know, he's an NSYNC member. He will always be associated with NSYNC. So why not start to break down his music just like we did the band? So um, as you guys know, first album that Justin released titled Justified was released on November 5th. 2002 um incredibly enough i didn't know this i got this from wikipedia but the album was written and recorded in a six-week period and it was obviously when nsync was on hiatus um a lot of the album was produced by the neptunes pharrell williams and and chad and uh and cymbalin and uh it was definitely um, it was definitely a a peek into like oh wow like this is a whole other thing you know like I said you know in sync self titled album you know I loved it I listened to it I sang it I danced to it you know but. You know, I still got made fun of, you know, by certain people that were just closed minded or it just wasn't cool for a guy. You know, you know, you, I mean, you guys remember we talked about this before. But when Justin dropped his album, it was like, oh, no, this is different. This isn't, you know, cookie cutter pop music like there's some songs and we're going to get into them as we go along. But there's some songs on that album that just were like whoa (laughs) this is a whole other thing and like i said at the time we didn't know the band was going to break up so we're like okay well here's this fucking awesome album 
that we get to listen to while the band is on hiatus. And then when they get back together, maybe we'll get some newer sounding stuff like this. You know, the evolution, right? We didn't. Um, but that's what we thought at the time. And I will just never remember. So obviously, Like I Love You was the first single that came out of, on the album. And I remember listening to it and hearing it on the radio for there was like a big thing the premiere they were going to premiere it every hour on the hour on kiss fm which is they have it all over the place but you know here in los angeles 102.7 kiss fm and i just remember hearing it and it was just like dun, ta -da -dun. you know i actually let's just play it so we can but i'm I, that, i'm not going to go i'm going to go over the songs in chronological order obviously but Something about you. Like, oh, this is interesting. Little guitar. Yeah, looking at you. Whatever. Interesting. Keep looking at me. What? And we'll go more into this next week. That'll now. be the next episode, obviously. Right. Don't feel me, baby. But I remember being in the car. It's just and being like, oh, what is good, right? this? What? Oh my goodness. Listen. I kinda know. And it was off. And if you're like me. You know, obviously, NSYNC, JC, and Justin were the primary vocalists in the group. And, you know, everybody else was background. You know, Chris would get a verse here and there. You know, Lance would drop his bass. You know, Joey was there just providing, you know, harmony and whatnot. Um, and, and, and flirting with all the ladies. But uh, this was like... In my mind, when I heard this, I said, oh, um, Justin's going to be like Michael Jackson. Like, he's going to, he's breaking apart from the group, and he's going to do his own thing, and he's going to be a star like Michael Jackson. Like, that is exactly what I felt. But also, when I heard that on the radio, like I said, I remember being in my car, driving around L.A., maybe to an audition or something, I don't remember, but also just being like, this is in my in the phase where I still wanted to be a pop star and me thinking like, okay, I can, the window's open for me now. I can do this too. Justin's doing it. I don't need to be in a boy band. I don't want to be in a, I, I did want to be in a boy band, but now it's like, oh, I don't maybe necessarily need to be in a boy band. So it inspired me. And then obviously on November 5th, the album dropped and Justin Timberlake went on to be, you know, one of the biggest pop stars and now just music stars in the world um so yeah so uh with this first episode i would like to discuss the song senorita which was the first song on the album you guys all know it written by chad hugo pharrell williams and one justin randall timolake Timberlake. Um, so let's get into it, shall we? Ladies and gentlemen, it's my pleasure to introduce to you. Now, also, he's a friend of mine. Yes, yes, I am. And he goes by the name. You hear the piano and the bass. Justin. And then it drops. Oh, God. The memories. Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, have you ever been to Memphis? And he got so because this song 
makes perfect sense if you have. Gonna sing a song to y'all about this girl. Uh, coming up right here. Yeah. So, a few things. We know Justin is from Memphis, and if you've ever been to Memphis, you know that it's very much a blues. It's 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 the birthplace of rock and roll. You know, Elvis and I think it's Sunshine Records is there. I've been there. Um, got the whole tour and everything, but it's known for the blues. Whereas, you know, Nashville is the country music capital and Austin, my future home, is the live music capital. Memphis is the blues capital and the birthplace of rock and roll. So you walk up and down Beale Street in Memphis and it's it's there's B.B. King's Blues Place. There's all these other blues restaurant or restaurants uh venues and that's what it is and so when you hear that you know that justin was like okay i want to remind everybody where i came from yeah i'm a pop star but also this is what i can do and you know we'll get into it you know way down the line here but you know when he dropped man of the woods um i also you know having been to Memphis and Nashville and just all these places you know Justin's gotten to the point now where he's such a huge star that he can kind of do what he wants you know like obviously make the songs that you know are going to get played on the radio filthy you know say something um trying to think of what the other singles off of Man of the Woods were Man of the Woods was kind of a single but anyway, um, you know, but you you can hear that 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 country, that blues, that influence a lot in Man of the Woods. And also, he's just trying to innovate, you know, and evolve. And so like, I don't like it. And it's like, dude, you don't understand. Like, have you been to Memphis? Have you listened to country at all? Like, see, like, where the 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 inspirations and the influences are. Like, that's what it is, you know. Music has evolved so much. Like, I think of, like, you know, people like Gaga, who you were obviously, again, super synthetic dance pop when she came out. And now, you know, she's she's doing songs on the piano. She's doing duets with Tony Bennett. And it's just like people evolve, dude, and it's great. You know, and, and I want to say possibly that that could be why I don't really resonate with, like, any of any of the the new music that the Backstreet Boys has come out with, because there really isn't evolution. It sounds like the same old stuff. Only that stuff isn't necessarily the sound. Any, I I don't know. I just know that I don't love a lot of their new music. Um, so when you hear Senorita, you're just like, okay, I such a beautiful. <laughs> I get it, dude. So, um, let's break down these lyrics, shall we? On that sunny day, didn't know I'd meet such a beautiful girl walking down the street. Fucking quick, catchy, rhyming, fucking, most likely someone was playing the piano, maybe him, you know, maybe Justin and maybe Pharrell's dropping a little bit of a beat and they're kind of playing around and he just starts riffing. And if you're a talented songwriter, which he is, it just kind of flows. Seeing those bright brown eyes with tears coming down. 
she deserves a crown but where is it now now I don't know if this really happened or if this is a hypothetical situation but I can see from personal experience it breaks my heart to see a beautiful woman cry <laughs> it does I you know I had you know the pleasure but also heartbreak of having been in several uh, long-term relationships which you guys have learned much about and I know that you know my most recent ex we didn't we didn't fight a lot um, and in fact we fought very little actually I think uh, I don't know we both got along really well and our some of our biggest fights there's maybe three or four were about some very stupid things um, but also I can't remember maybe once or twice where she actually cried she's a very uh, she's a very stoic um, I don't want to say rough around the edges like her dad raised her for the most part and raised her to just work on the farm and whatever you know and so I think she's very good at kind of not really showing a ton of emotion. Um, they just, it's just kind of like, you know, you just, shit happens and you just kind of keep going. And, you know, I feel like if I'm being honest, when we, the, in the times that we did fight or whatever, I probably cried more than she did, <laughs> if I'm being honest. But when she did cry, like, it, it killed me because it was, you know, she was crying over something that, that I did or said um, and same thing with my girlfriend before that like you know we fought a lot um, mainly because she was an alcoholic but whatever um, but I do remember you know multiple times when it you know she cried um, and it, it killed me that I had done that to her and so I could speak from my standpoint like if I see a, a beautiful girl crying or a girl that I care about who's also beautiful crying like it really it really pulls on my heartstring um, she deserves a crown but where is it now but basically she should be a princess but why isn't she uh, mama listen senorita I feel for you I do <laughs> If I see her crying, I feel for her, man. You deal with things that you don't have to. He doesn't love you. I can tell by his charm. Now, here's the thing. So, you know, this probably just sounds good in a song, but if he sees this girl walking down the street, how does he know that, one, a guy made her cry? Maybe she's late on rent. You know, maybe, I don't know, maybe she got fired from her job, whatever. I don't know. I don't know if he knows either. But what charm is he talking about? Like what, you know what I mean? Like he's making a lot of assumptions here. <laughs> but you could feel this real love if you just lay in my, he's like, okay, that's like the old guy. Like, yo, he's not treating you right. Let me move in. I've been there, dude. Now, I will say, as someone who's been in relationships, and I'm a relationship expert now, even though I'm not in one currently, um... As a relationship expert, I can say 
that I don't easily commit to girls, women, whatever. Um, it takes a lot for me to take myself off the market because I know that once I commit to this relationship, I'm committed, dude. Okay, I'm in it. I'm loyal. I won't cheat. I won't disrespect. I will treat you well. I will open doors. I will pull out chairs. I will be the utmost gentleman and just love you with all my heart, you know, which is why I'm always the one that gets my heart broken and it kills me every single time that happens because I, I give myself. It's like, no, this is it, dude. I'm surrendering myself to you. I'm not looking for what else is out there. This is me, dude. I'm Maybe we're not getting married right this moment, but I'm planning a future with you as I've done in every relationship I've ever had. So that being said, when I'm single and I come across a woman or girl that might be in a relationship, even if she's not getting treated right, I'm not going to be the guy that's be like, I will treat you right. Leave him. Like, I don't do that. I respect the, the sanctimony of a relationship, whether they're married or not. I don't try to break up anybody. That's just me. It's the way I am. Um, sorry. So I would not do that. But running fast through my mind, girl, don't you slow it down. If we carry on this way, this thing might leave the ground. So now I'm assuming that he's made contact with this girl and he got her to leave the guy. I don't quite know because we went from just seeing this girl walking down the street to now he's always on her, her she's always on his mind and he's telling her a bit but also I'm looking at it it's like okay maybe he's making more of this interaction than he should be like she's running through his mind and this and that and he's like yo if you don't slow it down like <laughs> we're going to get serious really fast. And that's like, uh, he's jumping to conclusions pretty fast. And I'll admit it, I've done that in the past. <laughs> I did it recently. I've done it a couple of times uh, in my newly single life. Um, I'm not newly single anymore. It's been like, I don't know, like eight months, nine months or something. But still, like, you know, there's been a couple girls that I've, had, I've met in this time. And I don't know, maybe I started jumping to conclusions too fast and whatever. They all fizzled out, but anyway. <laughs> if we carry on this way, this thing might leave the ground. How would you like to fly? That's how my queen should ride. So he's like, okay, I'm going to take you on a jet because I'm Justin Timberlake and I have money. That's how I'd roll. But you still deserve the crown. Well, hasn't it been found? It's like, hello? Mama, listen. Senorita, I feel for you. I feel for you. You deal with things that you don't have to. He doesn't love you. I can tell by his charm. He don't love you, baby. <laughs> but you can feel this real love. If you just lay in my arms, it's like, hey, I will say, there was one girl that I had a relationship with whose boyfriend was overseas fighting for our country. But she was, like, really flirting with me. And what am I supposed to do? 
I was like 22 or 23. Like, you know, what am I supposed to do at that point? So, but new me wouldn't do that. I mean, I was still a kid back then. When you're in your early 20s, you're still a kid. You don't give a shit about breaking up relationships. And you just, you just want to fuck, you know? <laughs> um, arms. Baby, won't you lay in my arms? When I look into your eyes, I see something money can't buy. Now, that just rhymes well, but I get it, dude. <laughs> and I know if you give us a try, I'll work harder for you, girl. So, yeah, he's trying to sway her from her man. And if she's crying and he does have, indeed, information that her man made her cry, then, you know. But I think you got to respect relationships, man. That's just me. And no longer will you ever have to cry. Senorita, I feel for you. You deal with things. Deal with things. You don't have to. Don't have to. Oh. He doesn't love you. I could tell by his charm. But you could feel this real love. Like, you know, like I will love you. Or is it like, is it is it the analogy of like love meaning like sex? Like he's not fucking you like I am. Because <laughs> that's fucked up too. Like guys would say that though. He ain't fucking that right. You know what I mean? Like, guys would say that. I've never said that, but I've thought it when I see, you know, a really hot girl with a fucking darky-ass dude or, like, some older fat dude, and I'm like, ew, dude, there's no way he's, there's no way she's loving being with that dude, you know? Um, when I look into your eyes, I see something that money can't buy, and I know if you give us a try... I'll work harder for you, girl. You won't ever cry. Now, this right here, one of the best things that you can do. I don't know if Justin did this on purpose. I know that... Uh, so, I, I've talked about it on here, but, like, I used to kind of know Wade Robson, who, you know, collabed with NSYNC a bunch, and I don't think he no he didn't because he fucked Britney after that and then they didn't work together on this album but Wade fucked that up but Wade used to talk about you know when he would produce music um and oh I'm, there's somebody else that used it maybe it was Justin I don't know but like writing the song and already picturing like what it's gonna look like on stage like Wade used to definitely talk about this but picturing what it's gonna look like on stage and the choreography of it and the lighting and all that stuff, you know. And so I'm wondering, and I would, you know, would have to get Justin or Pharrell on this um, to talk about it. But I'm going to see. Tears coming down. Mama, so, like I said. I don't know if Justin had the foresight to be like, yo, when we do this, it's going to be lit because when I do this live, all the girls are going to get into it and then the guys are going to get into it and we're going to have this cool moment where everyone can participate. And I don't know if he thought it through that far, like I said, but it's definitely like, you know, how many of us were in our cars or in our houses or wherever listening to this song and being like, okay. The girls are going to do the girl part, and then 
the guys are going to do the guy part. And if you were a guy, maybe you try to make your voice sound like a girl and vice versa if you were a girl. But to play along with the part of this song. Now listen, right? I'm going to try, try something, something right now. now. See, See they, they don't do this anymore. anymore. Let's do it together. I'm going to sing something. And, and I want the guys, guys to sing with me. They, they go, it feels like something's heating up. Can I leave with you? And, and then the ladies go, I don't know what I'm thinking about. Right, now we're going to really do it together. With you. Guys, guys sing. It feels like something's heating up. Can I leave with you? And ladies, I don't know what I'm thinking about. Really Again, feels, feels good, good, don't, don't it? it? Come, Come on. on. It feels like something's heating up. Can I leave yeah. with you? And like just doing that and playing along where you're just like, okay, like now I can tell you this. I've been to clubs many times. I don't do it anymore, but in my in my 20s, in my early 30s, up to like, I don't know, I think I, I, think I grew out of my club phase at like, I don't know, 34. You know what made me get out of my club phase is the ex that I was talking about that was an alcoholic. Um, we would go out all the time, and then she would get hammered, and then she would get sloppy, and then I would get embarrassed, and I would stop having fun because I would have to babysit her. And then I would just not have a good time after that. And so we would leave the club. And, you know, I, I don't, you know, I don't, I'm not one to badmouth my exes. It's not, but it is, it just is what it is, you know. And it made me not enjoy going to clubs anymore. But also I just got older, you know. Like as you get older, you just stop liking going to clubs. But I can tell you that there were some times when PD was on the dance floor and I was showing off my dance moves. And like I said, some of you guys follow me on social media. You see me post dance videos. You know I can still dance, dude. I can still dance. I ain't like, I'm not naming any names, but certain members of certain boy bands and such that can't dance anymore. I could still fucking dance, dude, okay? And you know, we'd be dancing and you'd be grinding and you'd be like, hey, like... You want to come back, you know, it feels like something's heating up. Can I leave with you? Like, I may not have said it like that, but the idea was there. Like, you know what I mean? And the girls would always be like, I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like the girls play coy and they don't know what they're thinking. They don't want to, you know, and the girls have the girlfriends that are like, no, don't go with him. But it's just like, hey, dude, like, I'm a nice guy. I'm going to call you tomorrow. Like, I'm going to, you know, I mean, this is before Uber, but, like, I'll call you an Uber or I'll take you home or, like, whatever. Do you know what I mean? Like, it is what it is. But I just, I love that song that, I mean, justified, much like Celebrity. And, you know, like, I mean, just an album that I could listen to front to back. And I did thousands of times you know um and it brings back you know like i said i remember i remember where i was when i heard you know like i love you i remember going to the you know best buy to buy the cd you know i remember the fun fact also um the uh i, I keep saying this but i know because some of you guys listen to this you follow me on social media 
and I know this because a lot of you guys will interact with me on social media. Um, shout out to Marsha and Dina. You know, there's so many of you guys, other guys that I'm going to forget, but um, you know that I'm very into. I'm into a lot of things, you guys. I'm into fitness. I'm into wrestling. I love baseball. I love you know NSYNC and Justin, and you know I love vampires and I love comedy. Obviously, I have so many things that. I love and I'm passionate about, but fitness is a huge thing. And, you know, if you follow me, which if you don't follow me, give me a follow at Peter Sirs. Um, I do like to show off my body sometimes on social because I'm proud of the fact that I'm 44 and I still look pretty good, dude. But I will say the defining moment for me when I really started, like I've always been into fitness and working out and stuff. There was a time when I kind of like got a little bit too bulky, I would say, um, and I didn't realize because, you know, a lot of guys that work out, they just want to be bigger, right? I just want to be big, and that's all, that's all fine, um, but they get so big that they don't have any definition, and it's almost like they're like a, a big, they're like a bulky, they're like, they're not fat, but they're not like buff either, they're just kind of big and bulky, you know? And I kind of got like that for a second. And when Justin dropped Justified, you can go back. Um, actually, let me see if I can find it as I'm talking to you guys. Hold on. So I want to know exactly when it was because it was the thing that changed my life. right there I found it this looks like uh, I can't see when it is Looks like it was 2000 in January of 2003, maybe. Mm. Let me let me ask Google a question. Anyway, I'm sorry. It it doesn't matter. But right around the time Justified came out, Justin came out and he was on the cover of Rolling Stone and he didn't have a shirt on, and he looked pretty good. And my girlfriend at the time was like, did you see Justin's cover on Rolling Stone? I was like, yeah, I was like, he looks so hot. And then I said, yeah, he looks good, but I bet a lot of it's airbrushed. And then she said, you're just jealous because you can't get abs like that. And I wasn't hating. I just speaking from factual information, like people get like, you know, airbrushed and photoshopped and whatever. But when she said that, one thing you guys need to learn about me, don't ever doubt me and don't ever tell me what I can't do because I will prove you wrong, which is why, among a million reasons why I'm still going in this comedy game 10 years later, even though I'm not quite where I want to be yet, I have high ambitions um, and I've come very far and I've done some really cool shit in comedy since I started, um, but it's one of the things that keeps me going is that kind of negative energy from people and so when she said that I said okay and I went and got super shredded and I never looked back 
and you know like I come in waves as far as like sometimes I'm trying to put on a little bit more muscle so I won't be as lean but like for the most part 365 days around I'm walking around and I'm very comfortable taking my shirt off let's just say that and Justin's cover on Rolling Stone when he dropped this album was the primary motivator because I wanted to prove to my girl that I could in fact look like that so um, with that being said you guys I'm so sorry that we had such a long hiatus like I said I had plans of what I was going to do moving into this next chapter of the podcast but now you guys know um, so hopefully you guys still stick around because we're going to go over just like I said we're going to go through all of Justin's catalog in between we're going to go through JC's catalog and shit maybe we'll get some new music in between there from somebody else and we'll have stuff that comes up and that we can talk about and whatever but we're back we're not going anywhere this is the new chapter um shout out to my friend Anita who always does um the best uh covers with photo photoshop and everything I love the new cover for this new season you guys check it out um it's she just she just nails it every time if you guys ever need graphics or anything like that um her name is Anita Lopez. I'll tag her. If you follow me on Instagram, you'll see, or Facebook or whatever, you'll see me tag her on the photo. Um, she does great work. So if you guys ever need graphics, she's based out of Minneapolis, but I'm sure you can uh, commission her from anywhere um, as long as you have an internet connection. But um, that's the end of episode one of season four of the Here We Go podcast. I will see you guys next week. I promise I'll be back. I think we have a guest, but I can't make any promises, but I do have several people. I know I always say that, but my schedule is a little bit more uh, controllable over the next few weeks. Even though I got a lot going on, I'm going to be on tour. If you guys happen to be near Vegas, I'm going to be in Las Vegas uh, this weekend, actually. Friday, July 7th and Saturday, July 8th, I'll be at the Notoriety Live uh, in downtown Vegas. And then next weekend, I'm going to be in Austin. I've got a bunch of shows uh, that's July 14th through 16th, so come check me out if you're in any of those two markets. Um, share the podcast. If you're listening on an Apple podcast, leave a review, rate it, subscribe on Apple, subscribe on Spotify. Um, it will help me with the algorithm, but also help me um, possibly make a little bit of money just by having uh, more subscribers on here. So share, do what you can. I really appreciate it. I'm sorry it took so long. It just, like I said, things were going on, but we're back. We're not going anywhere for a while, and I appreciate you guys listening. And uh, I'll, like I said, I'll see you guys uh, next week. Thanks for listening. Oh, ladies. Gentlemen, good night. Ladies, good morning. <laughs> and that's it.